0: I would be willing to bet that every single entrepreneur out there has felt this in their business at one point or another, and that is falling into the comparison trap, looking at what everyone else is doing online, how they're showing up in their business, what kind of offers they have, how they're marketing their business, heck, even speaking the way that they do about their business, only for it to feel about 10 times, heck, maybe a million times harder for you to actually show up in your business and do the work that you are meant to do. So today we're talking about how to get the F out of the comparison trap and be unapologetically you. We're talking about how this mindset shift is going to make the absolute biggest difference in your business and how it's going to make it feel easier than ever for you to show up in a way that feels good and see more results because of it. to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Kira Walsh. Kira is a former 9-to-5 corporate employee turned self-made CEO and women empowerment enthusiast. Kira combines her talent of creating community and content with her love of all things mindset, wellness, and momming. Kira's real and authentic approach and her powerful and uplifting messaging has created a captive and engaged audience of women aspiring to live their best lives. Kira, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I am so excited for this conversation.
1: (laughs) Me too. I'm really pumped to talk to you today.
0: Awesome. So I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you give us a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it?
1: Yeah. So I'm a business and mindset coach, and I work with female business owners who really want more out of life. Like they have a business, they have what they're, they're pushing for, um, but they want more out of life. And I really do that because I have a passion for creating community and really just empowering women to take that next step, whether that's messy, whether they don't know what that next step looks like, Um, but really just pushing them out of their comfort zone to make big changes in their life.
0: Yes. So good. (laughs) I am such a fan of this topic and I just know there are going to be so many good like breakthrough moments and ahas on today's episode. So I'm so excited for that. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Like how did you get to where you are today? What did that journey look like for you?
1: So it's kind of funny because it's, I mean, doing what I do now is not something I ever saw in the books, right? So I went to college. I'm originally from Ohio and I live in New Jersey now. So I went to college in Ohio, um, graduated with a bachelor's degree in case management. And I was working um, like as a children's case manager for social services for a while. So obviously very different from what I do now. And then ultimately found my way into early childhood education, where I was um, the executive director of a preschool. And it's a job that I loved, but it was a draining job, right? Like it was a nine to five, but that really meant like an eight to seven kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Like a 40 hour job is never 40 hours. And it was just exhausting. It was just draining. And it really wasn't lighting me up in the way that I knew I had the potential for. So I kind of went balls to the wall and just kind of flipped my world upside down and left that job. Um, I started working with business coaches just because I I was actually friends with them and they launched a business coaching course. And I was like, I want to find out like what it is that I can do. Right. So Mm -hmm. I started working with them and I had no idea where it was going to lead, but it turned into me launching my first mindset coaching course. And that was a huge success. I obviously went into it with a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of poverty mindset. But it was very successful. And then from there, my clients have just kind of led the way as far as telling me what they needed and kind of what was to come next. So it went from mindset coaching to business coaching and helping others start businesses, um, specifically online businesses. And then from there, it's just gone into more of like a business mindset. So, right, like the entrepreneur mindset and that sort of thing.
0: I love that. So good. And just like so cool to hear a little bit of the background and the journey there because I think that you know we all came from something else essentially right so i'm always so curious to hear like what that something else was and how people got started and, like exactly how they have the business that they have today so can you tell me is there one mindset shift that's really made the biggest difference for you your clients in just building up the business
1: yeah so i like to tell people that i am just your no bullshit best friend like i'm just going to give it to you real you're going to get the the good the bad and the ugly So I would say the biggest shift for me and for my clients is just stepping out of the comparison trap and just really showing up in an authentic way that is just unapologetic, right? Like you just show up as you and just not give a damn what anybody is thinking about you.
0: (laughs) So I think we both know like way easier said than done, right? Oh, yes. (laughs)
1: Obviously, yes.
0: (laughs) So I think that, you know, what I would love to talk about today is just kind of like peeling back some of those layers and really helping people understand how they can get started really figuring out like what unapologetically them looks like, because I think that, you know, we, sometimes we get into this, online industry with this beginner's mindset. And it's a beautiful thing. Like, thank gosh, I did not know what I know now when I started right? (laughs) because I just wouldn't have like kept the wheels in motion basically, you know? And I think like that is such a blessing in the beginning. And then our world becomes bigger, right? And all of a sudden we realize there are so many other people out there doing what we want to do, having more success than we have in the current moment who are showing up with a completely Different energy than we ever have before. And it almost becomes this really scary place to be in in business because all of a sudden that, that beginner's mindset is a little wobbly and you begin to wonder, like, oh shit, can I really do this? Can, do I really have like right. to make this work? So let's start there. What When we start to see that like the world's a little bigger and the online business industry is a little bigger and we start comparing ourselves to others, what do you suggest? I think that one of the things that my clients come to me a lot with is like, I just feel like there are so many people out there doing it better than I ever could. I guess that's where we can start.
1: Yeah. So I can honestly hear my clients laughing right now as they listen to this, because I say all the time, done is better than perfect. And they're probably like, Oh my God, Kira, you are not using that line again. But honestly, like that is my biggest advice is when you do start, like when you start a business or you're getting started, done is better than perfect. Like just start messy, do it and just get it out there. Because like you said, as you go, as you grow and as you evolve, like you will get better with how you're doing things. Um, but as far as like, once you start seeing that other people are doing the same exact thing that you're doing, the biggest thing that I work through with my clients is really nailing down their dream client, right? Like finding their niche and finding who they are meant to work with. Because something that I struggled with in the beginning was thinking I had to save the world, right? Like thinking I have a case management background and I was just like, I'm Superwoman, and let's just go fix everyone's issues. But in reality, that is not realistic, right? Like that is probably not going to happen. So nailing down your niche and nailing down who you're really meant to work with and who you want to work with is so impactful and so powerful because then you're connecting with that one person, right? Like that one avatar that you really desire to work with. And then you can stop comparing yourself to the other business owners because your dream client is not likely their dream client as well. So really just focusing in on who you want to work with and really nailing down um, you know, your content pillars and whatever that is with, with your business, um, but really focusing in on the pain points of your dream client and really getting specific and almost creating a relationship with that avatar because then you're going to reach that more specific audience that you're looking for.
0: Yes. Okay. Two things came up for me as you were talking there. The first is so done is better than perfect. I like, I love and I agree. And it's funny because recently I was talking to a client about this the other day. And I was saying back in college, so I have a branding and design background, went to school for design, and nothing was ever good enough, right? It was like this perfectionist mentality to the max, right? You could always redo things, you could always keep like, trying to perfect it, right? So it really kind of instilled this perfectionist mentality like way early on before I even thought about having a business. And it got to a point like, because you could redo anything at any point in the semester. Mm -hmm. So you'd get to like the night before and it'd be like, well, do I pull an all-nighter trying to make it even better than it already is or do I call it? And one of the phrases that we came up with was shit it and quit it. Right. And it was just like, <laughs> get the shit done and like yeah. it, be done. Like, don't let it be this like all consuming thing. And it's so funny because even now in my business, I have like I have that same mindset sometimes where I'm just like shit it and quit it. Just like get it done, you know? <laughs> like. Yes. And it's not to say like we want to be putting out like terrible work, but like from the perspective of done is better than perfect, which is like, it probably we're our own worst critics, right? Like always. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) And I think that like that mindset has helped me so much. And then the other thing I was going to say there is I think one of the things that comes up when people start thinking about content pillars and niching down and defining their ideal client is like, well that could be anyone. Right. Or like, I don't know, I could take it in five different directions or it's like Susie and she likes these kind of flowers and she watches this TV show, but like that also doesn't tell me what I should be talking about in my content. Right. So it's right. Like this really difficult place to be in sometimes of like, just not knowing. And I would say to those people, like just start. Like that is the best thing that I did was just like get like getting on calls with people, talking to people, understanding their pain points, like starting to coach clients and like hearing their words and their language and the way that they're actually talking. Because that gave me so much more information than I mean, I could have made like 50 Pinterest boards for my ideal client and like that wouldn't have brought me a step closer to knowing exactly who that person is. So I think like for people who are struggling there, like figure out who that person is by doing it, like just pick a starting point and just get going because you'll start to hear the same things over and over and over again. Do you agree?
1: I absolutely agree. And that kind of ties into how I talk about showing up unapologetically, because once you start showing up on, let's say Instagram, for example, as a platform, once you start showing up as you and you literally don't give a fuck what people are judging you on or what people are thinking about you, and you're literally showing up as your unique identity and who you actually are, that is when you're connecting with the people and attracting the people who you're really meant to work with, right? Because ultimately, chances are what I tell my clients is your dream client is probably you three to five years ago, right? Before you discovered the solution of your business. And so, if you're thinking about the pain points and the struggles that you dealt with three to five years ago, And you start talking on those and that's when you're going to, you know, build up your identity, right? Like you're going to further understand who you are as a person, but that's when you're going to build that know, like, and trust factor as well with your potential clients because people obviously buy from people that they know, like, and trust. So Mm -hmm. I think just showing up and not putting on like a mask, not showing up as somebody who's not their real self, you know, showing up as the true you, that's how you're going to connect with those dream clients as well.
0: So I think this is a super interesting thing that I just want to like pause on for a second and go a little bit deeper because you are super good at this. <laughs> and it's oh, thank something you. <laughs> that I've noticed just like seeing how you show up on Instagram, like watching your Reels, seeing your content, like all of that kind of stuff. It's super interesting to me, the energy that you bring to that, because I think that that is so much more important than what you're actually saying. And that's, of course, your content has substance. But I think that like the energy matters so much more than we give it credit for sometimes. And I think that Mm -hmm. in the beginning, we get so caught up in the Oh my goodness, like, is it the right background? Should I be wearing my sweatshirt? Should I not be? I'm in workout clothes. I couldn't possibly like I had so much of that BS early on in my business. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that like. It's so interesting because that's not actually the thing that matters when it comes down to Mm -hmm. it. What matters is so much more the energy behind it and like that you're taking up space and that you like feel empowered about what it is that you're talking about. And like all of that matters so much more than what you're actually saying or getting it perfect or what you're wearing or whatever the thing is. And I just think it's super interesting. So I'm wondering, like, have you always been like that? Have you always been really good at this? Or is this something you cultivated over time? Or can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I've kind of always had like this confidence about myself where it's just like, you know, take it, take me as I am. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely been something that's grown as I've grown. And I think honestly, becoming a mom has been huge for that because I don't give a shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds terrible. But there are going to be days when I show up on Instagram with my hair and makeup done. And there are going to be days where I'm covered in spit up and I have my hair in a top knot. And that's just who I am. And I think my audience has come to know, know that about me. It's just, you know, I'm going to show up. I'm going to pour my love and heart into you guys. But there are going to be days where I don't look as hot. So, and that's okay. Um, so it's definitely been something that I've, you know, had to grow with and had to evolve, you know, within myself. But it's definitely been something that has always been a little bit a part of me as well, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. So I think, like, pretty much what you're saying is like all of those things just started to matter less, it sounds like. Absolutely. One of the biggest shifts I experienced when it came to selling was giving myself permission to show up as myself. I know that sounds like such a simple thing, but it truly was a game changer for me because instead of focusing on saying the exact right thing on a sales call or thinking that there was one specific formula that I had to follow so that a call would actually convert, I let all of that shit go. And it made such a difference for me because instead of feeling like I had to be someone else or some other version of myself, I gave myself permission just to be me, and it made everything else feel so much easier. Not only that, but I started landing far more aligned clients that really felt good and really felt like an ideal fit for future you coaching. If you are struggling to sell in a way that feels good in your business, then I would absolutely love to support you because I know that mindset was the thing that made the biggest difference for me, and I know the same is true for my clients, and the same will be true for you as well. I offer an absolutely free sincere sales coaching call where we can get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around selling so that you can sell in a way that really feels good and feels true to you. I only offer a few of these each week, so be sure to grab yours at AmandaJoyceWeber.com slash Sincere Sales. I would absolutely love for you to join me on that, and I know that the biggest breakthroughs are bound to happen on that call. So... I know you mentioned early on in this episode that you had a little bit of a poverty mindset. And I'm just wondering how that factored into really showing up as yourself and like what kind of mindset hurdles you had to work through to get to where you are today. Yeah.
1: So I would honestly say my poverty mindset was one of the biggest hurdles I've had to overcome in order to get my business where where it is today and where I am today. You know, I grew up in a trailer park, so it's always something that's just been kind of in the back of my mind. Like, you know, something that people could judge me on. And it really took me saying I don't give a damn to step out of that. And it really took me starting messy and, like you said, just doing it, just starting um, to really get over that that hurdle and to get over that struggle and to get over that limiting belief. Because if I didn't just start, right? Like, if I didn't just put it out there and you know put my content out there, if I didn't just start. I probably to this day would still be second guessing and still, you know, be sitting in that limiting belief of, Oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm never going to make this much money or I'm never going to, you know, sign X number of clients or whatever that should be. Um, if I didn't just start it, I probably would not be where I am today.
0: Totally. So, could you like pinpoint any of the like limiting beliefs that were there? Was it a self worth thing? Was it a like I'm just trying to think through some of the like money mindset things that come up. And I'm wondering if like there's anything specifically that you can point to that's like, you know, there was this one story that kept coming up that I really had to bust through or like anything like that.
1: So, as far as specific stories, I mean, the biggest thing that comes to mind is. You know, I didn't grow up with a lot of money and in in my family, money is often viewed as like a negative thing, right? Like if you have a lot of money, you must be a bad person. So I think that was the biggest like worthiness and limiting belief struggle that I was dealing with. So again, it's just really just nailing down the mindset. I think it's super key to nail down the mindset, right? And to get over those limiting beliefs before you can proceed further with any entrepreneur mindset at all. So I would think it, yeah, I think it definitely was, you know, worthiness and just, am I worthy of this money and does, you know, being successful, make me a bad person because, you know, oftentimes there's, you know, fear of failure, but there's also fear of success. And that I think was definitely something that held me back at first.
0: Totally. I, I resonate so much with that. Like, it sounds like it shouldn't be a thing, right? Like fear of success sounds (laughs) like it shouldn't be a thing, but I remember like when I was pivoting from design to coaching, like I was so afraid to get that first client. I was terrified that like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't live up to their expectations? What if they don't get the results they want? What if it's, you know, and they thought they were going to get this thing, but it's actually this other thing. Like I I really thought that people were going to be like, well, how come you're not doing my Facebook ads for me? Or like something like (laughs) wildly, like not even in the same like ballpark. I really thought that there was going to be like someone like that, that just came in. They were going to be so mad at me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember that was like one of the things that I really had to work through because, those two beliefs, like, almost can't live together, right? You can't be like, I really want a client. I really want a client. Where's the next client? And also be like, I am scared shitless to actually get this person, right? Like, I am terrified of what is going to happen to actually have to show up for this person. So it was really like those two things, like, live like bumping heads, basically,
1: Yeah, it's an ongoing
0: battle. Yeah, totally. Um, And really just having to decide, like, the fear had to be less important. Like, it had to be less of a thing. And of course, there like, that took a lot of journaling and that took a lot of, like, writing out what those fears actually were and releasing the charge around them. But... Ultimately, like that was where my fear of success showed up 100% was like, I was just so afraid of what would happen if it actually worked and it held me back so much. But like when I was able to shift that, like everything else started to feel easier. Thank gosh.
1: (laughs) Yes. And once you make space for that, right? Like once you, you know, obviously getting over limiting beliefs is something that's ongoing, right? You don't just get over a limiting belief and then you're like, oh great. I never have to deal with that again in life. Um, but once you get past that, the first hurdle, right, like finding your first client, it does make it a lot easier to go through because, you you know, you see, you know, whether or not you view it as a failure or a success. I like to tell my clients is you never view something as a failure. You really do, like, learn from it. And I know that's so cliche, but what can you do differently to kind of pivot and to kind of go forward from there? So I definitely resonate with
0: that as well. And it just gives you such good information. Like, this goes back to what we were saying earlier about how, like, just getting started is sometimes the best way to understand your ideal client, is because even when it doesn't work, you gained information, you got feedback, you understood what it was that wasn't landing. And sometimes the thing that isn't landing is just you just not showing up. Right. So like I think there's a difference there (laughs) too. But I think that like that just gives you such useful feedback because you just get to decide like, okay, like what was the thing that actually went wrong here? Was it that the content didn't land? Was it that I didn't get it in front of enough people? Was it that, you know, I just didn't do enough. Like I don't know. Like there's always there's always information there, right? So I want to hop back to comparison for a second, because I think that this is one of those things that can also get us like so stuck when it comes to looking at like what everyone else is doing and feeling like we should be further ahead. We should be doing things differently. I should have her business. This worked for her. Why didn't it work for me? Whew. There's like a lot there, right? <laughs> so t- I remember like being particularly triggered back in the day by some posts that I had seen on Facebook of someone who had had their like, you know, big launch, big month, whatever. I think it was probably like a 10K month or something like that. And they were like floating in a pool on vacation or something and like writing about it. And I just remember it being this like such a trigger for me, right? Because it made it feel like because she had it, I couldn't also have it, right? Absolutely. And I know that this is something that you talk about. So can we get into a little bit about how like her win is not your loss and kind of how to work through that? Yeah. I think
1: especially as women, right? Like we, and this is kind of, um, you know, wrapping everybody up into a, like a cliche here, but, um, women often compare, right? Like I like to give the example of going into the gym and you know, there are treadmills and they're all full except for one. And you know, you, you hop onto the one because you don't want to awkwardly be standing against the wall. And how often if you run, how often do you find yourself matching your speed to the, to the person next to you? Right? Like I know I'm guilty of it and I hate running, but I'm guilty of that. And we try to keep up with the people around us, but it's not fair to yourself to be comparing your business to somebody else's because you don't know how long ago they started, first of all, right? Mm -hmm. They could be years into their business where you're just getting started and that doesn't make your business less worthy. And that doesn't make you less worthy as a business owner. So comparing your middle to her end or your beginning to her middle is not fair to yourself and it's not fair to your ego and it's not fair to your worthiness. So I think it's just super important to realize that as women, right? And again, me being the women empowerment enthusiast, (laughs) I really do. And, you know, it's really important for me to empower women to to step up for each other because there's so much cattiness going on, um, you know, outside of business and outside of everything that when you are working together with other business women and really working together to empower each other, it can be so much more impactful Rather than, you know, comparing and seeing oh my gosh, that's working for her. You know, I'm going to copycat that and see if it works for me. But it's not going to work for you because it's not authentic to you. So that's where it all ties back to showing up in your own unique voice and showing up as you. And again, it's like putting on blinders and just staying in your lane and not, not looking. Not that you're not caring about other success, but you're not looking. Because when the competition is with yourself, the competition is irrelevant because it's literally you against you. And like, you're on your own path and you're on, you're in your own lane. So just realizing that, you know, her success is not your failure because then you come, come to it with more of an abundant mindset and you can really go, you know, make impactful movements with that.
0: Yes. I love that so much. And I think it's super interesting too, because going back to the example you gave, like you're probably not going to compare yourself to like someone who's winning marathons, right? Like if I'm just hopping on the treadmill and I haven't trained for a 5k in a while, and like I'm getting back in the groove, like I'm not looking to the person next to me who's like trying to have a three-hour marathon, you know? It's like, it's just, we're just, I mean, I would love to have a three-hour marathon, like sometime (laughs) in my life, yes, please. But like, it's just not a fair comparison, right? And I think that's what you're saying, too. Like, the people who have been in business so much longer, like, they've been training longer. Like, of course, they're they're running faster. They feel better doing it. Like, the whole thing, right? And I think sometimes we just have to give ourselves so much grace when it comes to that because there's just such this, like, mindset sometimes in the online industry that's like, it should happen quickly. It should be an overnight success. And if it's not, you're doing something wrong. And when you can really put it in the context of the running example, it's like, no, like it just takes time to train. It just takes time to build up the business. It doesn't mean that you can't see fast results. Like I have clients see fast results all the time, but it's it's because they're in the process, right? Because they're in doing the work, they're doing the training and they can have that foundation. They can build up from that really quickly. It's not because they're They're like, you know, trying to go out and run 26 miles day one, you know, like, right. I think that that's just like, I mean, I love running analogies. I'm a runner. It's like very helpful for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just think that that's like, it's just like such a good frame to look at it through because for whatever reason in business, we just assume that like, you know, we should have like come out of the womb knowing how to run a business. And then we're like, oh, well, like that's not the case and look at all these people who already have it and you know it becomes this like giant mind fuck basically right?
1: <laughs> right absolutely sure does. and honestly too, it really ties back to accountability. I think you touched on that earlier like are you being as accountable as the business owner next to you and I think it does it, it's almost like you have to check yourself right like you have to say like am I treating my business like a business or am I treating my business like a hobby? you have to kind of own up to that and you have to say like am I showing up so, Yes, it's all, you know, flowers and rainbows and let's empower each other. But like, are you actually showing up too? So that's
0: obviously going to have a direct impact with your success as well. And I, this isn't to burn shame around that either. It's like a really good question to get clear on, right? Like, am I showing up? If the answer is no, well, like, why not? Right? Because that's mm-hmm. that's only like more information if, it's, if you're not showing up because you're scared or it's uncomfortable or you're not showing up because you don't have the resources or you're not showing up because you think you need this one course that you don't actually need. Like, I don't know, like there are a million things we could insert there, but like, That's just really good information to have because when you know the answer to that, then you can solve for that instead of beating yourself up that like it's not working, it's not working. That's like the most damaging story you can tell yourself in business, right? It's like, well, what is actually going on? What is the problem to solve for there? Like what actually isn't working? (laughs) And then like solve for that. Like this general vagueness, I think gets us into so much trouble sometimes.
1: Right. And that's when you fall into the trap. And that's where you, you know, find yourself, like you said, beating yourself up. And it's just, you know, one after the other, you're not actually making steps towards change.
0: Totally. So I'm just like looking back to some of the things that we were going to talk about today. And I know that you also mentioned letting go of the mean girl mindset. So can you say a little bit more about that? Do you mean the mean girl mindset towards others, towards ourselves? Like what kind of comes up for you there?
1: Oh, I totally mean the mean girl in your head and (laughs) the way that you're treating yourself ultimately. So I tell my clients all the time, break up with your mean girl mindset because that bitch is not going to get you anywhere in business. Like, So it does come back to the mindset part of my coaching because like I said, it all starts with mindset. If you do not have the right mindset, if you're not set with a positive, abundant mindset, you're probably not going to make it very far before you have to come back and check that. So breaking up with your mean girl mindset and just letting go of that is letting go of the false beliefs that you have about yourself. So again, whether that's fear of success or you know an unworthiness factor that you have about yourself, you're not worthy of X, Y, or Z. And just stop telling yourself those lies because they ultimately are not true. And ultimately you get to rewrite your story. So the mean girl in your head is the limiting beliefs from childhood, the limiting beliefs from high school, the limiting beliefs from wherever that you picked up these lies or these stories that you've told yourself on repeat. And just letting go of that. And again, it's an ongoing process. It's not something that you just get over in one day, right? But just breaking up with your mean girl mindset to me is just releasing all of those false beliefs about yourself and knowing that you are worthy and that you are capable and that you do have the potential to be successful if you're willing to put in the work and if you're willing to kind of stay in for the long run, right? Because like you said, most businesses are not an overnight success. It's not a get rich quick. So, you know, just kind of strapping in, letting go of the mean girl mindset and just, you know, kind of hanging out for the long
0: run. And I think with the mean girl mindset too, I love the way you frame that. I've never heard it like put that way before, but I'm like, that is so spot on. And I think, I think I've heard like inner critic, right? Like, I think that's how I'm used to hearing it. I used to watch Survivor as a kid and their like motto was like out without smart out or something like that. And like, that's really what I thought I was going to do to the mean girl mindset. I really thought that I was going to get to a certain point in business where like, this was no longer a thing. I would no longer have doubts. I would no longer have fears. I would no longer have limiting beliefs. And like, everything would just be easy, right? Like it would just I would just never have challenges. And then I was so frustrated <laughs> as my business grew that like I was would make more money and like there still wasn't this magical moment where like there weren't any challenges and I never had doubts and I never had that mean girl mindset. And it's so funny when I think in hindsight cuz I'm like of course you can't like you know, out earn your self doubts, right. Or out earn Mm -hmm. your (laughs) mindset. Like, but I really think that like the way I was thinking about it was like, when I get to that point, this will no longer be a thing. And I think that it's just like so valuable to have these conversations because I wish someone had told me, you know, like I wish someone had told me like, no, 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 it's just different over there. You just have different things that your mean girl mindset gets like, Kicked up about, right? Like, it's the same underlying thing, right? Like, I really think like a lot of my stuff goes back to worthiness and enoughness as well. But like, so it all goes back to that, but it kicks up in different forms, right? We have different challenges as our business grows, different things come up. And I think that like, just understanding that that's not a bad thing, right? For a while, I thought like, oh my gosh, I must be doing it wrong because all these other women seem like they have no doubts ever. And then here I am over <laughs> here, you know? But like, I think that that's just so helpful to hear because it it is always, there's always gonna be another thing, right? There's always gonna be another mean girl mindset thing that you, you struggle with, right? Or you have to overcome and decide it's less important. And I just, I don't know. I think that that's just so helpful to hear.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I think it's important too. as you do grow, it's important to have those struggles and those challenges and those roadblocks, because that's how you continue growing, right? Like if we don't have things that are challenging us, we're probably going to be pretty boring people. We're probably going to be stagnant and not, you know, reach those next levels of success. Because if you don't have things challenging you, there's nothing to overcome.
0: Totally. So I think like kind of what you're saying there is that's where growth happens, you know, like. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) I think that's part of the beauty of it. Because like you mentioned, we'd we'd all be so freaking bored if like, I mean, imagine if it really was just this like get rich quick game, right? Like business probably wouldn't be as much fun. Absolutely not. (laughs) Because it just be like everyone would be doing it. Like it would just be like, Go into the grocery store, you know, like <laughs> it just wouldn't be a thing. So I don't know. I think sometimes that's helpful to hear too, because it's like it, it wouldn't necessarily be better if that was the case either. This is actually what makes it fun. It's actually what makes it exciting. It's actually what like makes us want to keep showing up, and then ultimately to remember too that like this is like all of our businesses are things that we chose, right?
1: Right. And I was going to say, as far as like showing up and. You know, being vulnerable is so impactful to your business, at least to mine. I've experienced that, you know, when I show up, when I, when I show up in a vulnerable state and I say like, Hey, I don't like jumping on Instagram lives either, but I still do it because that's how I'm going to grow. And my clients are always like, Oh my gosh, like you, you get nervous about that too. Yes, of course. Like I'm human. Um, you know, so all of those, those fears and those doubts definitely do creep back in because we're human. Um, but it's, I think it's important to show that you are vulnerable and you know, that you are able to make those same mistakes as somebody else, but you take that, that next step and overcome that too.
0: And it only gets easier, right? Like, I think that like, yes, I, like, I totally hear you 100%, but like the same thing, like even hopping on podcast recordings like this, like I've done what. Like, this is episode 150-something or 60-something. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I've done literally hundreds, over 100 of them. And, like, I still wonder sometimes, like, oh, like, that probably could have sounded better. Like, I don't know if that's really what I meant to say there. Like, I still have things like that. And it's like, of course we do, because we're humans having a human experience, and we're imperfect, and that's just, like, part of what we're doing here. But, like, I think it's just so helpful to acknowledge that and recognize it, because then it really does dial down the pressure on being perfect. Right. It doesn't mean that we have to, I have to say every word perfectly in this recording in order for people to like understand where I'm coming from. You know, that's like, that's an immense amount of pressure, but I will say, am I less nervous now than I was recording episode one? Oh, hell yes. Right. Like (laughs) like, that's not even like a thing anymore. I I really do not ever want to go back and listen to that episode. So (laughs) we're just going to like skim right over that. But like, I think that that's just so helpful, right? So like, yes, it does get easier, but it doesn't mean it will like, it goes away completely, right? Or like, it's it's just not something that feels like as much of a barrier anymore, I guess is how I would put it, right? It's just something you do because you know, it's how you grow your business and consequently like we used to show up for jobs that like maybe we didn't feel completely excited about or like lit up by and like the amount of commitment we had there sometimes exceeds what I, what I like used to feel like showing up for in my business. Heck, still sometimes what I feel like showing up for in my business, right? We all have days. Yeah. And also the thing that I would say here is like, you know, we used to show up for the that like nine to five job and like, that didn't always feel super inspired. But I think that one of the things that comes up a lot for my clients is like, You know, there's so much out there on the internet that talks about, like, working from this place of alignment working from this place of ease and, like, feeling like it should be this, like, super inspirational experience. And, like, I'll be completely honest. Like, sometimes I write content just because I know it has got to get done, right? Or I'll write emails and send Mm -hmm. those out because I know they've got to get done. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things we're kind of up against sometimes is, is like this message that like an online business should feel like a magical experience all the time. And then we're really confused when it doesn't. So I'm wondering if you could just speak on that a little bit and maybe shed some light on, you know, what that has looked like for you.
1: Yeah. So I think it ties back again to the accountability. And right when we look at other people's businesses, we think, oh my gosh, like, she has this magical unicorn fairy that posts all of her posts for her and her feed is so curated and it looks amazing. Mine can never look like that. And then we fall into that comparison trap, which sometimes makes you feel less inspired, right? It makes you feel less inspired to show up. And I think it, it ultimately ties back to holding yourself accountable and really remembering why, like, why do you want to start this business? What possibilities come from this business for you? Like, is it financial freedom? Is it time freedom? Is it, just working less now at your nine to five. Do you love your corporate job and you don't want to quit your job? You just want to have this business on the side. Like I think ultimately just bringing it back to why you got started. And when you do have those hurdles that come up, like you don't want to get out of bed and post content or you don't want to show up on Instagram or you don't want to show up on Facebook, just remembering why you got started and just remembering all of the possibilities that can come from it if you continue to push through and if you continue to show up and hold yourself accountable.
0: Yes. And I think that's super helpful too, because what you said there really just connects it to the end result. Right. And I think so often where people get stuck is they're like, but I'm going to show up. I'm going to do the thing. And then I'm like, no one's going to watch it or no one's going to comment. And I'm not going to see any results from it. Right. And it's like, even if that's true, like, let's just say all of that was true. If you continue to do it again and again and again and again, that is how momentum is built. Like, Anything that you do that consistently and that have that kind of accountability for, like you mentioned, is going to grow over time. Like back to our running analogy, like that's how I became a runner was like by walking and running in intervals till I could actually run for like a minute straight because it just like wasn't a thing for me when I started. So like, if you keep showing up, even when it's hard, even when you don't feel like it, even when it's not like, the most inspiring thing on earth. (laughs) Over time, it really does gain traction and gain momentum. And I think that that's ultimately how we grow as well. So I just wanted to add that in because I love that so much. Right. And
1: that definitely does, it kind of brings something up for me as well. It's not just the momentum with your audience or with your community, but it's momentum and confidence in yourself, right? Like the more you show up, The more that obviously, yes, you're providing content for your clients and your audience, but you're also showing up for yourself too. So I think a lot of times that's kind of when we get stuck in that comparison trap and we don't, you know, we don't acknowledge the work that we're doing and we don't acknowledge that the more we do show up, the more confidence we're building in ourselves as business owners as well.
0: Yeah. And totally that like confidence and that self-trust, right? When you know that you can show up for that thing, even if you're not totally feeling it, It just shows you that you can trust yourself on like a whole different level, right? And that is just like, that's a game changer for sure. Yes, I totally agree with that. So Kira, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? So I
1: am on Instagram at Kira Walsh Coaching or um, just kirawalsh.com as well.
0: Beautiful. We will be sure to add those links to the show notes. Go hang out with her over there. Her reels are amazing. So you definitely don't want to miss out on those. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at com slash shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I think like one of the things you mentioned here was um I'm just like looking through um how do I want to frame this?